Hi, I'm Rogers Healy, and welcome back to Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. Today, we have somebody who is wise beyond their years. We have a true disruptor. We have someone who has found a way to couple their love for business with their love for ice cream, and they have flipped it upside down. Literally, we have Dylan LeMay of Catching Ice Cream. Dylan, thanks for coming today. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you. If you could please quiet down a little bit. Um, <laughs> Dylan, uh, I'm so excited that you're here. I know that you're a well-traveled man and that you're stopping in Dallas uh, just for a little bit. So the fact that you're in person means a lot to us. But for those of you that do not know Dylan, uh, maybe give us a little bit of background. What got you here other than social media, TikTok, tens of millions of people supporting you from all over the world. But not an airplane, but what got you here to this moment today? Do you want like the fun long story or like the mid story? Or we have the an hour and a half podcast. Okay. Max. Fun. Um, yeah, fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can I can do kind of the shorter, longer version of it. So, so yeah, shorter, longer. So I was like to start when I was a kid. For some odd reason, my parents like to have this family time every night where we would all sit around the TV and eat a bowl of ice cream before we go to bed. I like how you just quoted family time. It's still a thing. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I get it. But yeah, ice cream. I mean, but we somehow made that ice cream, you know? So we'd go to sleep. Before we go to bed, my parents would let me eat ice cream before bed, which seems like most families wouldn't do that. So it was funny. But we did it all the time. Uh, and my favorite flavor was always cookie dough. And I remember like as a family, like going and picking out all the cookie dough and making sure that I got a ton of it. Uh, and then as I grew up, I just loved ice cream. We just loved ice cream. It was this weird thing that I just thought it was normal. That's what everyone did. They would just eat ice cream with their family all the time. It was a normal thing. Uh, and then as I turned 15, one of my friends got a job managing a Cold Stone. And he was like, hey, I just became manager. I need someone to decorate these ice cream cakes for me. I can't do it anymore. I, you're an artistic kid. Can I train you to do it? And you get a free ice cream every time you work. So I was like, of course, this is great. Because at the time, like Cold Stone to me was like for special occasions. And I was like, I get to eat it all the time. Like I'm sign me up and I get to learn an art. You know, uh, my job is something that's creative. I'm down. Sign me up. So my friend hires me in. I work there for was a little while. Was it a while. tough interview process? No, I, I didn't get an interview. It was Dang, my friend. It's yeah. nice to know people. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And for him, it was nice, too, because he's like, this is somebody I know I can depend on. Yeah. So he already had like trust in me in that way. And at 15 years old, it's your dream job. Of course, yeah, definitely. Your and dream, especially dream it's artistic. Job. Oh, my gosh, yeah. No, sorry, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it was, it was a ton of fun. I did that all throughout um, high school. And then when it came time to find a college, as I was looking at colleges, uh, I, the first thing I would do is I'd look up and see if there's a cold zone in the area. Seriously? Like, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Because I was like, at least I have like one comfort zone to fall back on. If this is a job that I know I enjoy doing. Uh, and so as I looked for schools, I called one up and I was like, hey, I, I have experience at Cold Stone. I can decorate cakes. And the girl stopped me and interrupted me and said, you just saved my life. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, my cake decorator just quit a few days ago and I've been panicking. I've been trying to figure out what I was going to do and you just saved my life. And I was like, okay. It's like, when can cream. you she, right? I was like, what can you, uh, she asked me when I could start. And I was like, not for a few months. Like, I'm moving to college. And then I eventually, I went down there. I, I, she gave me the job. I didn't even get an interview again. Uh, and then she took me in the back. She was like, I want to make sure you weren't a weirdo and you seem normal. So come fill out the paperwork. And then when I moved there, I started the job, worked there for six years. Well, did they, like, how do you audition? Do they just trust you know how to decorate a cake? What if it was just, it looked like splatter paint? I think, she, I think she saw my Instagram. So okay. I think she looked me up. So, saw so you were stuff. on social media already doing your thing. Yeah. Or she just figured, even if it's bad, it's better than nothing. So I was like, at least I had somebody, I think is what, True. honestly, it probably kind of was. Uh, and if I'd worked there for two years, I think she would think that at least I can do something. Uh, but then that was like kind of my journey with ice cream. 
and then I ended up graduating college. Would you say it was like a, a, a love slate relationship? A love what? Slate, just the, a stone reference. I'm oh, sorry. Gotcha. I had to, no, 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 you're yeah. good. I was like, maybe this is a term I don't know. No, no, love slate. I just kind of <laughs> went with it, and I was going to ask you if your favorite wrestler as a kid was maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin. It but wasn't, but that joke did happen a ton. Are you work. serious? Yeah, it was one of those jokes where like, you hear it all the time. You pretend like it's the funniest Are you serious? To customer. Yeah. Oh, so but oh, love slate day. relationship, no one's ever brought that no, up? No, I've never heard that. Okay. I trademark. thought it was a term I, I was learning today, but no, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Dang it. Okay, so college, you get the job, another dream job, and, and totally. one, you know, some people want to go and make sure the geolocation is something with like a nightlife a bar rest yours was literally <laughs> yeah not just any ice cream shop a cold stone. a cold stone yeah i was okay with trying something else but i was like let me start with what i know i enjoy and i love wow. first um because it's just a fun job it was just great i really enjoyed it um and i ended up getting great franchisees to work for at the one in missouri and so once i graduated college I didn't know what I wanted to do, and they asked me to be the manager, and I was like, this is perfect. Like, I love working for these people, and I know that they'll take care of me. Uh, and so then I was like, let's just, let's do it. So then I go ahead and do that. Lockdown hits. Uh, it's two years after I graduated. So at this point, I've been, working for their, uh, I've been working for them for six years, and I see this artist that I really respect on Instagram, and she puts out this video, and she says, if you're an artist, you're not on TikTok, you need to do it right now. And I was like, this is so weird. Why do I need to go on this app? When you say artist, maybe let us get inside your head. What, totally. kind, of, what kind of artist? Uh, she she paints, but okay. in a different way. Like, very interesting lady. She's about um, probably like 40s to 50s, so I would guess. really young. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But that's why it shocked me, though, because I was like, somebody 40s to 50s is telling me to get on an app that, from my idea at the time, was just teenage girls dancing. And I was like, this makes no sense. They didn't compute so then i really researched it i watched she made a longer video i watched her video about it um and then i was like you know what? i'm gonna download this app i'm gonna give it a chance i'm just gonna watch it and for me it made no sense i was like tiktok doesn't make any sense it's just these random videos of these kids doing goofy stuff or anybody doing goofy stuff and it's getting millions of views uh and then it kind of became like this like obsession i was like trying to understand it so there was a one day where i looked at my screen time for the day and i had spent 14 hours on tiktok alone wow so i was just digging and digging trying to understand why somebody would tell me to go on this app why are these videos going viral how does this work what's the format what do people like so i'm doing this research and i didn't realize i'm doing research i'm just digging and trying to understand um in the process i, I end up kind of seeing a pattern i was like oh i could do this like i feel like i could do this um, so I buy a tripod so I can record videos and the tripod comes in the mail. Were you working at Coldstone? Yeah. So okay. I was working at Coldstone at the time. And, uh, this tripod comes in the mail and my sister was my roommate at the time and I opened it up and she's like, what's that for? Like, why would he buy a tripod? I was like, oh, I'm going to make some videos. I'm going to be TikTok famous. And it was like this joke we laughed about cause didn't expect anything to happen. And then as, uh, as I started to kind of play around and make videos, my friend had a gender reveal coming up and she's like, can you make a gender reveal cake? And I was like, this is a perfect thing to make a video about because it's a great story. Um, it has a good like wow ending because you build up the, the tension and you get to reveal the gender. Uh, and so I make this cake, it gets 300,000 views. So it's like my first video, 300,000 views. I'm like, okay, cool. I, this is the best that me and all my friends are at the time are trying to make things go viral. And I was like, I did the best out of all of us. I was like, maybe I get this. Like, let's keep going. And so my friends at work, we would kind of brainstorm together and try to think of ideas of the stuff we could do to make videos. And we'd make some videos go viral and it was fun. And then one day I had this idea that I thought was kind of dumb. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. So I put this video out. 
Um, I made it before my shift and then halfway through my shift, I checked it and it had like a couple million views and I was just mind blown because I thought it was like a silly idea. And then by the end of my shift, I had 7 million views and I was like, this is insane. And then the next day I look at it and all the comments are people from Australia and they're all talking about stuff about the video. So I was like, just watching this video continue to grow. And at that point I knew I kind of had like a winning formula that I stumbled upon and uh, I just made that into a series. And then within 56 days of me posting the gender reveal cake video, I hit a million followers on TikTok. Wow. It was just insane. Wow. And the thing about TikTok, and, and I'm not, I, I have TikTok, but I'm not into it like I am on the other platforms, but it'll actually measure how many people have actually seen it yeah. and where they're from. Yeah. Uh, and so, the, and it was a gender reveal cake. So mm. did you go into strategy mode at that point where you, you had a you had a concept, you had a business, but your brand had value that was immeasurable? Did you immediately go and kind of map out what that looked like? No, because at the time I was just goofing around. I wasn't thinking of, oh, this is a business opportunity. This is whatever. I mean, this is me just having fun with my friends. Because uh, the first one wasn't me at work. It was just I made a cake at home. And then uh, by the time I hit that million, I was just trying to make things go viral. So I wasn't trying to get a following. I wasn't trying to grow anything out of it. Uh, it was me just kind of playing around. And so once I hit that million, I was kind of like, oh, game over. Like I won, like I beat the game. And I was just kind of like lost my interest for it because I didn't have any plans of doing anything like that at the time. So you people that are not watching this, you might be listening to it on a streaming device. Um, Maybe paint the picture for us. Like, what was the thing that you did? And, and if you are watching this, you can even hear it. I have, you know, kind of some, uh, old, like some new school ice cream scoopers branded for uh, his company, which we'll get to in a second. But what was the way that you filmed it? Obviously, you mentioned a tripod, tripod, but what was yeah. your actual technique? So as I began to film my videos at work, uh, typically I'd, I'd be going to work earlier than anyone else. I'd be alone. And so I was trying to think of how do I film my Just videos? Just you and ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's my life, me and ice cream. I get it. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out how do I film these videos, but I need to use both my hands. And so I took that tripod and it was bendy and I just wrapped it around my neck like a necklace. Was and it so, meant to be manipulated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's like a bendy, it, like the joints just like wrap around stuff oh, cool. and whatever. And so it's like, why not? So I wrap it around my neck and then I use that to film from my point of view. And so you see like my arms as I'm doing it. And at the time I didn't realize, but I created a whole genre where like of no one was doing that. And so I would do these voiceovers over top of my video and then it'd be from my point of view. And I would talk to you, the audience, as if you're the one doing it. And so I like accidentally and that created- that was just natural. That was yeah, it wasn't like I plotted or planned it out. It just kind of like naturally happened of like, oh, I have this problem. I need to use both my hands. Okay, so now I have a solution. All right, I don't want to talk while I'm recording. So now I do a voiceover. And so now I have a solution. And so it was like these little things that I accidentally kind of put together. And it was like a perfect recipe just to wow people. And no one had done anything at that like style at the time. So I almost like created a genre of people. And now there's tons of people that kind of follow this style and format that I accidentally that stumbled on. not just doing ice cream. No, all kinds of stuff. Have I you, watched somebody like uh, construction worker. I've watched somebody repair power lines and uh, doing this similar format. And then there's all kinds of fast food employees from McDonald's to Taco Bell to um, Bo Boba Tea places, all kinds of stuff that follow this similar format now. So do they kind of call you the godfather? 
I don't know. It depends on the people. Some people don't even know. Like they don't even know the story behind it of like how I stumbled upon it. They just saw someone else do it and they emulate it. But it's pretty cool. There's a group of us. We're all just really good friends now. And we're just all thankful that it was able to change our lives. Like the people that you had the viral contest or the people that are kind of doing the same approach to yeah, getting the, exposure? The same approach. Because like people were inspired by me and then I would see their videos like this is really cool to see it from their perspective too. Yeah. And so then we just create friendships over it. So um, the, the, the premise of this podcast, this conversation, like we talked about, it's about yeah. how to maintain the you while you, you know, grow to massive success financially, totally. but with notoriety. Uh, and you, you, you're such a likable guy that I have a hard time thinking nobody doesn't like you. But I think yeah. that, you know, the stuff that you can't prepare for when you're in the public eye, whether it's real estate, ice cream, selling zippers, whatever it is, there's always someone that wants to maybe see you fail. There's totally. always somebody that doesn't necessarily love you. And the common thread is they don't know you. But do you remember if it's happened yet or if it's happened mm -hmm. the first time somebody just wasn't kind to you online? Yeah, uh, it's really interesting because you're not prepared. Like I said, like I didn't set out with my agenda. Like I told my sister when I bought the tripod, I was going to be TikTok famous. But it was a joke. Like yeah. It was supposed to be ironic because we didn't ever think that would happen. Uh, and so it's as this was happening, it was during lockdown. I'm not seeing a lot of people. And so as this stuff is growing and these numbers are growing, it's not fully sinking in the weight of it until something like that happens. And then you kind of experience the other direction of going viral, which if you're going viral for something positive, it feels so good. Yeah. The moment you something happens and it goes the other way, it, it hits just as hard, yeah. sometimes even harder because now it's negative and you have all these voices and opinions. Um, and sometimes it could be like the simplest thing. Like you do something in a video where you forget to wear gloves and now everybody's tearing you apart. And now you're worried, like, am I going to lose my job? Because yeah. I did this thing. And so it just, there's, there's been many moments along the journey where I've just had to learn from it. And also yeah. just understand, like you said, like these people don't know me and the people that do know me, know me. And that's yeah. what I really should be worried about. So if somebody online sees a 30 second video about me and decides to determine all these things about my life. I shouldn't take their opinion into consideration when the people that genuinely know me and have known me for years, uh, what they think about me is truly what matters. That's wisdom, man. You know, especially at a, you know, you're a lot younger than me. And I think, you know, the, the, the array of people that are on this show, we have like Titans, like Chris Camillo, who's done it for a long time. We mm -hmm. have people that are Oscar winners. We have people that are billionaires, but you're probably going to be one of the most youthful people that we have. So as far as advice, as we kind of get to the halfway point in this, someone who's younger, like age younger, and wants to start something, what would be your immediate piece of advice to them as far as the headspace is concerned? Mm -hmm. As far as like just dealing with people that, you know, my, when I started out, my dad told me something that said the higher up you get, the easier it is to shoot you down, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't have a passion with business or ice cream or whatever, but I just worked my butt off and then people would start to just, the mob, right? They would come out yeah. and this was before social media, but what's your advice to someone who's a 15 year old that's discovering their passion has the entrepreneurial bug, and they're maybe not prepared for that initial, like, what? Who are these people? How, yeah. would, how would you how would you encourage them to handle it? I would say do a lot of, like, thinking. Like, uh, a lot of dreaming, so to say, of, like, best-case scenarios and worst-case scenarios of what could happen, and just keep running down those courses. Uh, like I said, for me, when this kind of happened, I wasn't planning for it to happen, so it really caught me off guard, a lot of the stuff that did come from it, because I was just goofing around, and it ended up being successful. Um, but if your goal is to actually do something on social media, like think through, okay, so say I do hit a million. Um, and then what happens if 
I do say something wrong and somebody does get upset and they make videos about it or something like that happens, like think through like how emotionally you respond even now when somebody bullied you in school yeah. or like think back to like your sibling said something mean to you. Like how do you naturally respond? Like how do you feel about it? Um, and what actions you take in those small moments? Because when things are magnified on this huge scale, there's a lot more weight to it. Yeah. And so you can learn from those smaller instances and then kind of magnify them out as well. If Okay, so I know if, if something happens where negative feedback comes in, I usually clam up and I don't tell anybody. Well, then maybe now you should start working on it already. If, okay, if something upsets me, I need to talk to somebody about it, get help already. Because as these things grow more and more, the weight of it's going to be even larger. And so you need to have these action steps and plan that you're already practicing now before you even get to that point where you're large and you're experiencing these things on a big level. Yeah, that's wisdom. That doesn't just happen. Uh, loaded question. I'm going to ask you yes. something heavy for real. Yeah. Um, I, I found that as I've matured, as I've gotten older, the thing that I miss the most mm -hmm. uh, maybe is innocence. And, mm -hmm. and do you feel like your success came at such a young, quick age that you didn't really get to go through the different phases of success where you were just immediately thrown into the limelight, you become a celebrity overnight, literally overnight, maybe over a shift over yeah. three hours, you're a celebrity. But do you ever look back and kind of miss the like, oh my gosh, I just loved ice cream innocence where now yeah. it's a different approach. It's business. It's like social media. Once mm -hmm. you become somebody notarized, right, and, you're and you recognize social media is no longer social media. Yeah. It's not friends going and sharing photos of their family and their passion. It's a business. Do yeah. you ever like have a moment where you're just like, man, I miss that part that one never ever will get back. Um, in some ways, yeah, I think I miss things, but it's not necessarily in that, in that aspect. Cause even though it did blow up overnight for a while, I kept thinking about it, of like how crazy it was that it happened so fast. But then I kind of realized like, no, I, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I worked with ice cream. I started when I was 15. I'm about to be 26 in like a little over a week. Uh, and so I really did Happy it for early a early 26th birthday. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. But so it's crazy because like in reality, when I really think about it big picture wise, it didn't really happen overnight. Like everything that I learned from that time that I started when I was 15 and walking through all those steps of working and preparing myself, all those things laid the foundation for me to post that first video. And for those people, I like every step along my journey, even outside of working has prepared me to be the person that when I made my voiceover, I did that thing that somebody connected to that moment in it. Um, and so not really the things that I kind of miss going back are like specific employees I used to work with. And like those moments are like my sister was my assistant manager for a while. Mm. And so it was like really fun sharing those times with them. And a lot of them were so foundational to the beginning of my journey that we all did it together. And so when I look back, I more so miss like that camaraderie of being with all of them um, that I don't have anymore. It's a memory. Yeah. So, uh, so you talk about the journey and now you're a business owner. You have people that yeah. are investing in your brand and you and the vision in the future. What was it like when you made the commitment to go out on your own? I want you to tell people what the name of your company is. Yeah. What did that look like? Were you for 10 years, you're planning in your head, 15 year olds, 42 year olds aren't good planners. 15 year olds historically aren't either. Oh, yeah. and, and you've been blessed to have people in your life that, you know, have the same skill set as you. But what was the moment you're like, all right, God's talking to me. I'm going to go big. I'm going to go on my own. Yeah. So at one point I began to start making money from TikTok. TikTok creates this creator fund. Huh. So they, uh, you get paid based on your views. And I was doing extremely well at the time on TikTok, which they pay you very little. It's like a very small amount. But since my view videos were doing so well that I was getting paid a decent amount to be able to support myself. Um, and so at that time I saw the potential. While still working at an yes. ice cream store. So I was full-time managing 
uh, the Cold Stone at the time. And then I was also doing content. And at that point, it, I realized that there were so many amazing opportunities with content creation that I should fully go into it, put all my effort into it because I can't do both. It was really starting to come like some tension there um, just inside myself. And so I told the owners, I was like, guys, I have to go. They tried to work something out with me to get me to stay. So I quit what my city job. Were you in? I was in Springfield, Missouri at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then I quit my job there and then I moved home so that I could fully focus on content creation. And then in that with time, with ice cream being the focus, ice cream was yeah, because my <laughs> life is about ice cream. So I just made a bunch of relationships with local ice cream shops um, and just supported the little guy, which was a ton of fun. Made some great connections doing that and like great relationships. Um, and then in that process is when I ended up meeting Chris. And so it was nice because who's for, Chris? Chris Camille. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, the guy that was in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, dumb money. Yes, that guy. Yeah, that's an ironic term, but yeah, Chris yes. Camilla. Okay, you meet Chris Camilla. Yeah, and so what it was is at the time I thought that my dreaming big for me. How I did y'all meet? So there was one of my. I follow this guy on TikTok, and he's like a smaller creator. But I was like, ah, oh, like I saw hope in this kid. I was like, he's gonna do something. It's cool. I, I just when you say kid, is he literally younger than you? Yeah, he's younger than me. By like a month? Uh, or? no, a few years. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, a couple years. But uh, I, I just thought he was going to do something. I was like, this is really interesting. I like his stuff. Uh, he's just a kid making some videos in his dorm room, like kind of like related to it. You know, like you just never know what's going to come out of like this Like ice stuff. cream? No. He's just making like finance videos or oh, cool. about like the creator economy, like all these things that I w had to learn about because I was now in it on accident. Uh, so I follow him. Eventually he follows me back, message a couple times. And then randomly a few months later, he asked me to hang out with him. And he like came up with this whole elaborate scheme to try to get me to hang out with him. It ends up working to hang out with him. In the process, I tell him that at some point I'd like to start an ice cream shop. And he's like, oh, I met this guy a few weeks ago named Chris Camillo. Seriously? And yeah. No, what city are you in? When, when we met? Yes. He could. So I was. This could have gone a whole different path. You're like, and he kidnapped me. Totally. No, and no, no. there yeah. was no ice cream. We were and in Miami. And then I scooped my way yeah. out. And okay. Anyway, sorry. My, so you went from Missouri to Miami. So I, I went and I was on vacation with my family. So it was easy for me to commit and say yes to it. Because I was like, oh, I'm already going to be in Miami. I'm going to vacation. vacations revolve around ice cream stores too? Sometimes, yes. Okay. But, all right. Because my parents are addicted to ice cream as no, much as listen, I Listen, I appreciate it. I, <laughs> they I, instilled it into me. Yeah. You can't go anywhere that, where would be your hell? Who doesn't have ice cream? I, I'm i pretty sure everyone has ice cream. Yeah, okay. Trick yeah. question. Okay, yeah. anyway, sorry. So you go to Miami, you meet your TikTok pen pal. Yeah. Who happens to be connected to the godfather, Chris, the godfather of investing, Chris Camillo. Mm -hmm. Okay, continue. Yeah, so in that conversation, I was just telling him that, yeah, I want to start an ice cream shop. He's like, all right, well, I met a guy a few weeks ago that said if I ever meet a creator with some like idea, like intro us. Intros me to Chris, exactly the type of person you'd want to work with. Uh, and I Did learned, you and Chris introduce each other on TikTok? No. So uh, he connected us. We just hopped on a, like a Google Meet or a Zoom call yeah. and just had a, like a voice, I mean, a video chat. But one thing that I thought was so interesting is that as he was asking me questions to learn about who I am and kind of like size me up in his head, I learned so much about him because I got to learn about what he cared about, like the things that he was asking me. Mm. Um, he wanted to check me on those certain things. And so I knew that he cared about those certain things. Yeah. So it taught me a lot about him in the process. Um, and after that, we just both kind of agreed like, oh, this is a great fit for each other. Like we aligned a ton on our different values. Um, and so then after that, we just kind of started building this ice cream shop because it made sense like naturally. Like, no, I'm like, saying, like, like, like actually like building it, like 
talking to lawyers and starting the whole process. Wow. Because um, at the time, I mean, it only made sense for me to kind of take that next step of I've managed ice cream shop for years. I've worked with ice cream for years. And now I have this whole audience of people that want to get ice cream from me. And I've always wanted to have my own ice cream shop. So it was like all these things just lined up that let's just, this is the next step. Let's do it. And so it was more of like, let's figure out where the location's going to be. Let's this, get this brand together. At this point, you and Chris? Uh, no, we had not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we, so we video chatted. We ended up meeting at some point. I'm trying to remember the first time we met in person. But um, it was after a little bit of stuff. Then we started really planning stuff out. But Did yeah. you have ice cream when you met? I believe so. I'm pretty sure I have ice cream just about every time I meet Chris. But even with that, and for real, it's like people that don't use my company for real estate, I don't want to go to their house. Yeah. Is it weird to go to an ice cream store that you're not, you don't have creative involvement in? <laughs> not at all. I'm not competitive at all when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's going to get to the point where cream. you're eventually everywhere the other ice cream places are. So you can travel to Yeah, Miami we'll just be really sp- good friends. Just like I said, with like, as I watched people that we had to, cr- similar creative styles with content like you learn so fast that it's way better and way easier and a lot more fun to be friends with somebody than to be a competitor to them like we all can win it's okay there's enough people to eat enough ice cream like what a great nugget what a great scoop of wisdom (laughs) for real no that's yeah never never lose that man i think that the purity uh, as you grow is so uh, it's necessary and it's needed and you want people to win so what is the store what is the company what is the concept officially called all right, so we're catching ice cream. Catching. Yes, we're Love in NoHo, it. New York City. Which, for those of y'all watching or listening, um, NoHo, like if NoHo was a car, what would it be? If it was a car, what would it be? Oh, I'm so bad at stuff. Let's like just this. go with Ferrari. Sure, it's yeah. It's not that's a 1993 Cor- Corolla. Your first <laughs> store is in the bullseye of the bullseye of the bullseye. Yeah, it is. It's pretty insane. Honestly, super fortunate. Um, and it's just thankful to a lot of people working together to make it happen. Um, but one thing that's really cool is that my audience has been such a focal point of everything because obviously we wouldn't be here without them. Um, and this to create this like experience for them because they got us here, you know? Um, and so the idea of why it's called Catch an Ice Cream which you're probably trying to figure out what catching anything has to do with it. But it's because we we put on a show. We imagine like hibachi meets like flair bartending meets ice cream. Um, so, so Coyote we, Ugly? Is I wouldn't go that time. far. Oh, we're, okay. not, we're not standing on it and dancing right. around or anything like crop that. Tops, any, like, no, 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 no. Chris, full circle, should come and do a guest catching where he's in a crop top with maybe Leon Rhymes singing in the background. Oh, this is okay. My creative is working. Anyway, sorry. I, I, for the sake of his children, I'm going to hope that we don't do that. Um, but <laughs> episode two, sorry. Yes. No, you're good. But with the catch and ice cream, we, all of our ice cream is a ball. And the reason why I started with that is <laughs> I initially in my videos, I started throwing around ice cream. There's a whole long fun story behind that, but it just kind of started happening in my videos. And then we just kind of continued with that. But then I'd watch kids try to recreate that in their own videos and it would epically fail most (laughs) of the time because they're trying to mix it at home and they're trying to throw it around. And by the time they do that, it's melted and they're making a big mess and it's not even getting off the spoon because it's so melted that it's stuck to the spoon. So as before I even started trying to think about the ice cream shop, I tried to figure out how do I solve this problem for my audience? How can I make them an ice cream product that's frozen, that's already in a ball so they can throw it on, have fun with it. And so then as we began to work on the ice cream shop, I was like, why don't I just do both of these at the same time? So I can solve this ball issue and then I can also build the ice cream shop in one. 
And at the time, it also kind of all wraps together that it makes a great experience for the customer. If we can throw this ball of ice cream around, have fun, really create this like atmosphere that's just like a good time. And there's something that's so fun about throwing the ice cream and watching everyone come together. You're in, mm-hmm. imagine you walk into a store and everyone around you is chanting for you to try to do something mm. and then you catch it everyone cheers for you it just creates this moment of all these random strangers just like connecting and it's like a craps table for uh the good people exactly yeah, yeah exactly and then you get a treat Except, of ice cream and everyone wins exactly nobody yeah you're not gonna roll a seven or eleven you're just unless gonna... you drop it but then we just try again so. oh true it's yeah. but it goes back to what you loved about ice cream in the first place it brings your family together exactly Not, ice cream was a normalization of you having your norman rockwell wonder years experience with your family yeah. and they're experiencing it which again you're the disruption factor which i just love so much and you actually have seen a way to go and disrupt disrupt a multi-century-old industry that hasn't ever had the experience factor and you bring in something you thought was for teenage girls dancing that's yeah. what's been your lever so so now that you've opened your store the address again was what 65 bleaker and in, in no which again a very this is monopoly you just you're on you're on boardwalk um <laughs> So you, you've got the store, and now that you've seen this happen, how, how long ago did you open? By the way, we're recording this. This is August of 2022. So how long ago did you open? We're a little over three weeks. Well, I guess we're almost to Friday now. So on Friday, it'll be a month we've been open. And, and, and how's that been? It's just been in, insane. I mean, it's crazy. It takes a lot of work to open a shop. Like, I've managed one for years, but opening one is, like, a whole other level. Um, but it's been so much fun. Like, all of the hard work totally is worth it when you see that first little kid walk in, and they're just, like on cloud nine it's like the best day of their life um that what, just made what about when they it. meet you is it i mean do you feel like you're like the mickey mouse of yeah, ice there's, cream there's been kids that legitimately will go cry to their like mom they can't even look at me it's like insane all i do is make ice cream like what the heck it's yeah but, but, but it's more than that and, and 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 to go back to that again from i'm obsessed with the fact that you have such a strategic mind which is why you and chris align so well as you're great people but you can think you know into the into the future but for you what what's the plan now that you've got a store on bleaker in NoHo, yeah. in Manhattan, here you are from Missouri all to another smaller town in Missouri. You've gone viral in every which way possible in the greatest, you know, in the greatest manner. But what's the plan from Dylan, the business guy? You've got the store, but as far yeah. as your expansiveness of thinking, how do you go and spread your scoop? Huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, like the thing that's really fun is that like our main focus is creating this amazing experience for customers and then finding ways to continue to level that up. And so with that comes the opportunity for obviously financial gain. But as long as we're constantly focusing on the customer and the best experience for them, uh, it's the best for us. And then we all get to win because then I get to give them this amazing experience and then they get to allow, I mean, they get to pay for it. And so it's just like this really fun trade-off about it all of just taking the things that people enjoy my videos and then bring them to real life. Like right now we're developing a thing at the store where you can actually come behind the counter with us and get to make ice cream with us. So we're working on this right now so that not only do you get to come into the shop and you get to order your ice cream and then go, you get to actually come back, spend time with us, see how we make it. You get to make your own ice cream. It's hands-on and you get to like make your own thing. We're going to teach you how to throw the ice cream. So a lot of fun stuff like that. We really want to add all Is these Is that crazy layers. to you though? That like you've created, you created a platform, a genre, yeah. but you're literally creating a sport yeah within ice cream yeah i mean that's just you got to kind of take a step back and just smile and be like that yeah. Yeah, but i mean it's, it just proves i mean sometimes crazy is great yeah and, and if you believe in something my favorite kind of person is a passionate person right you cannot change somebody who is passionate about ice cream or 
whatever their thing is. But you are 10 years later, you've created it's art. Yeah. You know, you're an artist that happens to have, you know, ice cream as their uh, paint. Mm -hmm. So is that something that's crazy for you to comprehend? Yeah, I don't I don't think I with everything changing and growing so quickly, I don't think I fully can comprehend. And I'm almost afraid to comprehend it all because I don't want it to get too overwhelming. And so kind of just enjoy it. I mean, it's strange now. Like I've worked with ice cream for so long. It's like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. You don't think about, oh, I'm brushing my teeth again. You're just like, oh, I brush my teeth every morning. It's just normal. Like I just go to work and I make ice cream. And it just feels like that's what people do. And then when I think about the fact that not everyone does that, it just feels so odd to me because it's just such a normal like extension of my life at this point. Do you, have you had a hard time balancing the success, the fame? I mean, again, somebody crying because of you and ice cream is your vehicle, but you know, who you are is what they're, they're crying about. And, and it's the good kind of tears. Has that been hard for you to, to just internalize? I mean, to realize that what you're doing is what everyone should do. They should find their own ice cream, not literally, mm-hmm. right? But they should yeah. find their thing, master it and be their best version of it. But is that something that you struggle with? knowing that you're at this really interesting age in your life and you're a household name, not just to people on TikTok, literally in, on Bleecker Street and in NoHo, but is that ever hard for you? Um, I think in some ways, but not in like kind of, not in that way. Like it's, it's all grown so quickly, but in a way at the end of the day, it still just feels like I'm working with ice cream. So like the, the, the stakes feel higher and like the eyes, there's more people watching me do it. But at the end of the day, I'm still doing that same thing that I did when I was 15. It's just, it's grown a ton. Um, but also it's grown so fast that I feel like I haven't had a moment to really comprehend it all because it did happen so quickly. And so I just focus on the daily task and not try to fully absorb all of that. But there's always more you can do, especially when you own your business. But being a, a full-time content creator, like you can post all day like there's no clocking out you can read comments all day you can comment back all day you can like one thing that i always tell content creators is you have to realize that every time you hit that little heart button or that like button on somebody's comment you just made a little kid's day like that is a huge burden to carry because you're like i want to hit every one of those buttons i want to make every kid's day you know um so you can always be doing more and i think that's when probably the biggest challenge is really balancing that like work-life balance of making sure that i'm not so focused on work all the time that i forget about taking care of myself outside of it or just giving myself a break and staying in love with ice cream yeah seriously it's hard it goes i think sometimes it's hard to meet your heroes sometimes it's hard to couple your passion with your work but you got to make sure Ice cream is still the focus, which leads me to probably the most important question. And I hope that this doesn't make you emotional. What's your favorite flavor? Mm. So I hate this question. Okay, well, then we'll end with no, it. Because no, well, cookie dough is what we started with. This but is, so I hate this question because I always get asked it. Seriously? Then but, we're not, I don't, I'm not cliche. But it's like asking, nah. no, 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 no. I'll give you a it's funny like asking answer. asking your favorite, your favorite yeah, kid. Yeah, like that's, that's how I look at it. But I only have one kid. the way Henley. that I decide is if, if every flavor was getting erased off the earth and I can only save one, there we it, go. it would be cookie dough. I would yeah. go with cookie dough. See, that's a very political answer, but you still yeah. said cookie dough. Yeah. What motivates you? Obviously, you're a worker. You're a grinder. You're the kind of guy that somebody wants to invest in and the saying goes, you bet on the jockey, not the horse. And you're, mm. you're a winner who's going to figure it out. But what is your internal you know, reason? Why are you continuing to do this? Creating content, liking some kid's comment, showing up, traveling all across the world to go and you know, emphasize your celebrity. But what, what's, the, what's your internal reason for doing this? Yeah, I feel like as I go more and more, I'll probably find it out even more. <laughs> very honest answer, yeah. But like, it's just fun. I mean, I just enjoy it. It's just a good time. And like I said, it's just like, 
it's I feel like I've always done it and it's just kind of naturally grown with me in ways that I never thought it would but it's really just fun at the end of the day like I work with ice cream and I make videos about it and some reason I get to make kids days like it's just a and can't adults. complain Yes, no one. Yeah. That's the thing about it's like the Beach Boys, right? You know yes. who the Beach Boys are. Yeah. No one hates the Beach Boys. You yeah. put a Beach Boys. Like, okay, I, I could listen yeah. to this. No one hates ice cream. And yeah. what I like about your disruption is you're, it's still freaking ice cream. It's going to taste mm-hmm. like ice cream. You don't taste like oh, okay. It's 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 ice cream. Yeah. And, and people are going in there for the experience, but also back to why people love it. Makes them feel good. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice. Ooh, that's tough. This is one of those things where in the moment, I'm going to be like, I have no idea. Later, I'll think of the, the best advice. How, mm-hmm. how do we go and, and follow your journey and, and support you? Like, obviously, the store, yeah. the ice cream. But what, what could we do as your supporters, your fans, your followers to, to continue to edify you? Yeah, I think uh, one thing that I really enjoy are just nice comments because you can never have enough of those. Amen. Um, and so if you watch any of my videos, just leave a nice comment. It doesn't even have to be on mine. You can go leave it on anyone else's. I don't even mind. Um, one thing that I sometimes like to do is just challenge you if you watch my video to leave a nice comment in the next three videos you watch. Uh, just because like, I know what it's like Not to be... Not even your videos, just in general. No, yeah, just anyone, yeah. Just because like, I know what it's like to be a creator and I know it's like... Because that one bad comment can have yeah. so much weight. But if somebody writes a paragraph instead of just a few nice words, like you read that and it, it feels nice to read. You know, it helps you helps them remember, helps other people remember, helps yourself remember that there's a real person on the other side of like that phone both ways. I love it. Yeah. Last question. Yes, sir. What does ice cream mean to you? Mm. It just brings people together. It's just joyful moment all around. Just a nice warm feeling. But not it's cold but it's cold warmth yeah yeah i like that yeah so so dylan as we wrap up we want to make sure that everybody watching this today tomorrow in the future are are supporters of yours and mm-hmm. if we're going to go find you what's the best way to find you what do we search for you can search my name so dylan lemay that's what it is on youtube and on tiktok l-m-a-y l-e-m-a-y ah there yeah. we go l-e-m-a-y dylan lemay yeah TikTok. and then on instagram it's dylan lemay uh or you could also search ice cream guy uh that also should make it come up i love it well congrats on your success this is a pleasure um you're good you're good for people you're good because you have goodness at the core of everything you do and when you think of goodness you cannot think of ice cream any differently ice cream is good dylan is good this podcast has been good have a good day um and good riddance I'm just kidding. Thanks, Dylan. This was <laughs> Thank great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm Dylan LeMay. This is how you sell without selling out. Roger's that.